you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two household NBA analysts, my teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. Spency G, how you doing? Pretty good. Well, that's good. And Marky Man, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> okay. Wow, we're just bouncing off the walls with enthusiasm in here. All right. Did you guys see the uh, those two uh, posterizer dunks by Edwards last night? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice. Both over. What's his name? Still haven't figured out how to pronounce this I, guy's me name. Me neither. It's either Sanguine or Sanguine. It's not Sanguine. It's Shanggun. 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 Anyway, he. Uh, yeah. Edwards uh, took out his frustrations on that guy a couple times and ended up with a uh, 44 points. Six rebounds and four assists in their win over Houston. And look at, what do you know? The, the Timberwolves are in seventh in the West. They seem to be getting playing better, creeping up the standings. What do you think? Are those guys making the playoffs or? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's Sunday, January 22nd, 2023, uh, and week 14 in the NBA is almost over. So let's take a look at some highlights. That was awesome. And lowlights. All right, so what's your week 14 highlight, Spency? Um, my highlight is Walker Kessler, just in general. Um, he's the rookie center um, on the Jazz, and he's been playing really well. He's averaging um, almost 13 points, 12.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and three blocks per game uh, in his last five. Um, and it just seems like he's a really cheap replacement for... Rudy Gobert, and he's only going to continue to get better. Yeah, um, I heard somewhere that when they made that, he was part of the whole trade for Gobert and that whole thing that went down, mm -hmm. and I heard that they kind of insisted on getting him. And, I mean, obviously he was a 20, I think 22nd overall draft pick, yeah. but he's turned out to be really good for them. Um, and, yeah, he's put up some, some crazy numbers this past week and just in general. Um like I think, what was it? It was on Monday uh, against Minnesota. He had 20 points and 21 rebounds, yeah. four assists and two blocks. I mean, those are pretty crazy number, numbers for a rookie center. Oh. Um, awesome. Yeah, so what's your low light for the week? Um, the Shannon Sharp altercation. Um, so Sharp was just like chirping from the sidelines, specifically to Dylan Brooks saying that he was um, – too small to guard LeBron. Yeah. Um, and this caused for both John Morant and T. Morant to come over and start talking back. So T. Morant is Jaws' is dad. Is Jaws' right? dad, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and so then Sharp claims that they didn't want this smoke, quote unquote. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Which I, I, is not really true because multiple people had to be restrained from 
going towards him. So it seems like they did want the smoke. Uh, yeah, I saw um, too. <laughs> I mean, and he was allowed back in the game. He was escorted out at the half and was allowed to return. Who's Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp. Oh, wow. Um, any other fan most likely would have received a lifetime ban and would have been like, and security would have like 100% kicked them out of the arena. Yeah, I agree. It was, I, I saw it. I couldn't really figure out what had happened. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I get secondhand embarrassment, like for the grown men losing their <laughs> yeah. pool like this. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's so embarrassing yeah. and lame. What yeah. did you think, Mark? Because I know you watched some of it. Yeah. I, for me, it was mostly just, it was just funny. Like, yeah. Like, like Dylan Brooks was obviously, lots of NBA players don't like Dylan Brooks. And, LeBron was backing up Shannon Sharp because, like, I guess he he's got a problem with Dylan Brooks too, just because, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Dylan Grizzlies Brooks, are annoying. Yeah, the Grizzlies are annoying for sure. They're, but I don't know. I feel like it's fine to chirp, like, to be a yeah. fan and be chirping players, yeah. whatever. That's just how it goes, and it's fine to be a player yeah. and like say this <clears> and that. Yeah. I just think when it escalates and like now you yeah. have, yeah. You're a grown man and you're like standing on an NBA court yelling and screaming. It's like, get yeah. a hold of yourself, dude. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, a pretty silly situation all around. Uh, so, Marky Man, what is your highlight for week 14? My highlight is basically just how well OKC has been doing. Um, they're seven to three in their last 10. They've just been winning games. They're on their winning streak, just got broken. But, um, you know, they're winning games effectively <clears throat> by a lot of points, and they're, like, they look like a really good team right now. Yeah, I mean, they had some some big wins this week. Uh, they beat, uh, <clears throat> who did they beat? They beat Brooklyn, they beat Indy. Yeah. Um, they they did lose in Sacramento to a very tough Sacramento team. Yeah, and, it like, out. it was super close. So. Yeah, and it was a close game. Um, and even in that game, you know, Sabonis had a, a triple-double again, and uh, Shea had, you know, 37 points, yeah. um, one rebound and seven assists and two steals. So he's still, he's playing like a monster. But there's other guys on the team that seem to be playing well as well. Right? Yeah. I mean. Josh um, Giddy, Lou Dort, those guys. Yeah, I mean, Giddy um, had an, a couple big games this week. Um, and you're saying he's not getting any better, but maybe he doesn't need to get any better. Maybe yeah. he's just well, pretty good. Well, <laughs> my point was like, yeah, I don't think he's going to get any better, but. You still, I still think he's a good player. Yeah, like a very good player. Yeah, he's played very well. Dort uh, had on uh, the game uh, they were at home against Indy. He had twenty two points and eleven rebounds in that game. You know yeah. they've got other guys that are kind of, you know, it's not just a one man show. And I feel like I think I mean everything I've heard about them, as you guys know, like they have, they're so young. I think they're yeah. the youngest team in the NBA, um, and. Like it's all uphill from. I mean, oh, yeah. so, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to get become. They're just going to get they're better. Gonna, they're going to be. They're going to be good. Yeah, they've got their star locked up. They've got pieces to trade. Yeah, they got picks too. They got coming, picks. They got. In. They got guys they can trade to make their team better if they need to. And even like um, that guy, Isaiah Joe, who's like flew under the radar in again in that home game against Indy, he hit seven three pointers. Yeah, you know, like he is proving that he can shoot. Um, it's it's kind of cool when I th I think like they're gonna be yeah they're gonna they're no one expected them to be probably as good as they are so where are they in the standings right now? They're eleventh. They're eleventh, right? They're one game off uh, playing spot. And right behind, they're right behind the Suns. Yeah, twenty two and twenty four. But I mean, you know, 
the Warriors are in sixth at 23 and 23. Yeah. So yeah. it is very uh, jammed up in the West right now, and it's really difficult to see how yeah. it's going to, the, to shake the, out. The only teams that are, like, out of the picture are the Spurs and the Rockets, really. Yeah, because the Lakers are tr- – like, I feel like LeBron is going to do whatever he has to do to yeah. make the playoffs. Not well, saying that they will, yeah. but – Yeah, but uh, – yeah. He seems like he's on a mission. Yeah. Like, to he, he just is trying to will them into the playoffs – single-handedly yeah. and ad might be back this week yeah so i don't know so what was your uh low light for the week a low light is the clipper situation right now yeah so the they're ongoing clipper yeah. situation so yeah. they're all around like they're three and seven in the last 10 they're i think 500 and they're like it's just problems with like the Kawhi and paul george and how well they mesh together and it's like if you're if if you're gonna have games where you're playing all of your guys, it's like you better win. Like, yeah, exactly. you better not like your whole plan is to like have them come back in the playoffs and be amazing, but yeah. <laughs> just show us how you can do it in the regular season with Kawhi and Paul George first. Yeah, well, exactly, and I think they. I mean, again, they're still doing the. I mean, they 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 sat the both of them, Kawhi and Paul George, on the Wednesday game yeah. against Utah. Um, and I don't know if that was the, the second of a back-to-back or something, um, which they still seem like that's what they – I don't know if it was that that game, but I can't remember. But the point is Kawhi's been looking great. Yeah. You know. Um, well, yeah, he just had 35 points or something, 36 points last night against the Spurs, I believe. Was it last night? Or it might have been two nights ago. Yeah, I mean, they've been – I mean, they – they can win games, yeah. Against the Spurs, it was one thirty-one to one twenty-six, and he had a great game. Yeah. He had thirty-six points, four rebounds, seven assists, and two steals. And even Paul George that game played well, and Zubac played well. Yeah. But again, it's against the Spurs, and they won by five. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. We talked about it before. The whole resting them, the re- like. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's tough because I love. I, lo- I actually really like the team, and I like the players yeah. on that team, but I'm almost rooting against them because I don't want the experiment to work. I want it yeah. I want it to be shown that you can't just, like, rest guys and do this whole load management thing and end up – because if, imagine if it, they were right at the end. Yeah. Uh, I brought this up before, and they're like, oh, they just coasted, and they rested, and it's really annoying. It's annoying for fans. And then it's like, oh, but then they went on this run in the yeah. playoffs. However, yeah. I don't think – it is going to work. Well, I mean, even if it does work, I don't think we should too, be too worried about about other teams doing it. Yeah, because like, not. it's like they like franchises still want to bring in money, and like yeah. if they're not playing, they're like top players. It's like it's not good for them. Yeah, and I it's mean, not good for the NBA in general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... And, like, who knows? Like, if teams start doing that, Adam Silver might be, like, make a rule against that. Well, you can't... I mean, it's tough, right? Because can you really make a rule if they're, like... If the team's saying, hey, this guy's injured, whether or not he's actually injured or not, like, what... Like, it's just very difficult. The solution is probably just... Also, more the amount of games... I feel like that probably, like, people have been talking about that. I mean, also, but, yeah. like, they could just, it might just be the players that decide, like, I don't want to rest. It's not the players. You have come and said that Kawhi has wanted to play. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying 
the, the players might be the ones solving that problem is they don't want to rest. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, it just becomes one of those things. Of course, there's going to be an example of a player who's like, I'm fine, then goes out and yeah. like blows their knee out. And then it's yeah. over back to square one. I mean, looking at football where like, you know, they only play once a week, you know, yeah. they have some time to recover between yeah. games, all of that stuff. I mean, in last night's, um, uh, Casey, um, Jaguars game where Kansas City won, you know, Mahomes twisted his ankle yeah. early in the game. And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. He's out there, like, limping. Yeah. Like, he's clearly yeah. can't put any weight on it. They took him out of the game for a while, but he came back. And, like, back. you know, it's it's a lot different. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, it's like he's resisting. The, he the is, doctors but, and the training staff yeah. saying, like, I'm going to play, I'm going to play. And they're trying to find the right balance, right? Well, I mean – he was definitely not at full strength, mm-hmm. but I feel like it is different specifically with quarterbacks. Like, yeah. you know, he is less at risk than everyone else from like worsening the injury. I would say, well, I mean, in his case, and he's just not running a lot. Right. Yeah. But basically it's like, he's not going to do his crazy run for no. a first down, like his scrambles and like it changed how he had to play yeah. the rest of the game. And it was fine. Cause they managed the game. Well, it was well coached and they won, but yeah, it's, um, it's uh, all of that is just the whole injury management thing. And you're right that for years, people have been advocating not just for the injury reasons, like of having a shorter schedule, but to make the games worth more, make the games yeah. more meaningful. So early regular uh, yeah. season games, you know, there's problems. Like I have a lot of problems with that, though. Well, you know what? I, I want to do a special episode where we talk about the theme of the episode will be how do we make the NBA better? And there's a lot of different mm. theories and ideas. One of them is fewer games. One of them is fewer teams you know, rule changes, whatever, and we'll, we'll do that. But it's, you know, I think in general, the, the I mean, and I, and I, or what I really hope is that Kawhi is healthy the rest of the year and Paul George is healthy the rest of the year and they do are on the floor for all their games and they actually make a run. But here they are, they're sitting in eighth, they're 500. So it's obviously they're still managing to hang around despite it all. I mean, I mean, they're three and seven, so in the last 10. They're yeah. just lucky that everyone else is kind of like extremely mediocre in the West uh, around that area. Well, it's more like everyone's extremely good because really. they're the, facing each- five hundred around there. Yeah, yeah, but they're facing each other, and which means like, see, there everyone's mediocre. Everyone's like super good. That like it's <laughs> yeah. evening out. Well, there's different kinds of of. I mean, the Warriors have had their own injury problems, but the Warriors, I, I think, to me, are like the most the most difficult to predict. Because I think the West has so like weird. Yeah, like they won a game this week where no one was in the game. And like, then some weird guy I'd never heard of had a good game. I forget what his name is. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, yeah, who is guy. this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't remember yeah the West is very confusing. The Timberwolves, like Gobert's been injured, but now they're playing better because Edwards seems to be playing better, and they're like using that formula to win. It seems like they just reverted back to their old formula which was let edwards do what he wants because yeah and just use cat like it literally just seems well, like the, it's their cat's old not, team. still not there or he's still not there he's still not at i, I don't think he returned no. um and then but and gobert's like basically been neutralized like he's yeah he's come back but then he's clearly still kind of injured and he's injured again yeah so i don't know i mean we saw them play the raptors this week and Basically, the Raptors had looked like they were doing well. They're yeah. ahead the whole time. And then just and in the fourth quarter, they were outscored 27-17 in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Like, it was started in the third, but then in the yeah. fourth, it was just like, you know, and they end up winning 128-126. It was just like, time to beat the Raptors now. Yeah. And it just well, seemed like they just I, I, I don't even think it was 
it was just I think it was more the Raptors. They didn't score. They scored like once in like the final like what five minutes or something stupid. Yeah, well, they well, had seventeen. For yeah, but it's five, like so. the thing with the Raptors is they're they're the team that like plays hard every single game. Like yeah. not all teams are like that. Like they go full. They yeah go true. full out every game. Well, we saw them even in that. You know, they only lost to Boston last night by two. It just yeah. seems like they just <clears> kind <throat> of they they have like a they just stumble right at the wrong time, yeah. right at the end of a game, and then end yeah. up losing. And but they're in every game. You know, they they squeaked out an overtime winner early in the week. We'll talk about Raptors later. Anyway, I want to talk about my highlight of the week, and it's also um, Grizzlies related. Um, and it was the uh, and, and I want to talk about a play that I actually didn't see. It was on um, <laughs> it was on Wednesday. It was when Memphis was, uh, was playing Cleveland at home, and uh, Adams had the the tip in game winner. And I actually didn't see that play. And Marcus, you didn't see it either. I didn't see that. I saw, well, I saw the replay, but I didn't see it uh-huh. live. We were watching the end of that game. And do you remember why we didn't see it? Oh, yes. Yeah. You pranked me. <laughs> yeah, the, what, what with happened? The, with the, like a fake spider thing. You know the little the little stems on a tomato that are like, uh, like, like yeah. kind of star-shaped? Like one had fallen on the floor yeah. and I stepped on it. Like, and I was kind of, like I was in the kitchen kind of watching yeah. the game and then... I stepped on it. I was like, oh, what's that? It kind of looks like a spider. And so I, right, right before the end of that game, and it was like a second later, I just threw it on Marcus and said spider, and he went ballistic. Well, I thought, I, I thought I saw his, like, legs moving. Yeah. Like, it was like, it, it was an illusion. It, was, it would have been like a massive spider. Yeah. Been a spider. Yeah. And then you, you freaked out, yeah. and then. <laughs> and then you were all yeah. upset because you missed. We, we both yeah. did. We missed the end of the game, which yeah. was the. Which is the Adam Sippin. But anyway, yeah. um, well, since we're since we're on the topic of uh, of week fourteen, anyway, and uh, let's look at back at your predictions from last week's episode and find out. What happened? So, Marky Man. Um, First game we're going to talk about was last Sunday, January 15th. Uh, OKC was in Brooklyn. Yeah. So what happened? I predicted Brooklyn would win. Um, they didn't. It, it was another one of OKC's great games. Um, Josh Giddy almost had a triple-double, 28 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Nicholas Claxton was like the top performer on the Nets with 17 points, 13 rebounds, and 4 blocks. Yeah. So, yeah. He seems like, I mean, at least until Kyrie had his big game at the end of the week, it seems well, people like people are Claxton, voting for him to be an All Star. Like Claxton yeah. seems to be the guy that's kind of yeah. trying to carry the team, and they're relying on him a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was basically just like, you know, it was it was pretty close throughout the whole game, but like, especially in the fourth quarter, OKC outscored them thirty-seven to twenty-two. They really they it it was close, but. The OKC was just better team overall in that game. Yeah, I think they they to start the fourth they went on like a fifteen to six run and that yeah. kind of defined the the game in the end. Like, yeah, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, and Shea. Shea had twenty eight. Dort had twenty two, five and two. So those three guys they kind of have a big three because like no one else really did anything in that game on their team. Yeah, but both Katie and 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 Simmons was out too for yeah. for Brooklyn. Yeah, they were true. at home. I mean. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they hadn't won a single game until uh, until Friday night um, without 
since, since the Katie injury. Mm, yeah. So that was just one of many. That said, it's not like OKC continues to win. Um, they continue to be good. So it's yeah. I I mean they're they're kind of like my the team I'm most excited about in the West right now, just overall because. I think, you know, a lot of people will point it out. If they do make the plan, I don't think anybody wants to face Shea in a, like, one-and-done style game. No, yeah. that's what I was I was going to bring that up today, that I think they're probably the most dangerous team to be in the plan because yeah. they've shown that they can just come out and destroy really good teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that if they do make the plan, they're, there's going to be an upset there. And I don't think... You know, had they if they had a really bad record, yeah, sure, tank. But they already have so many picks, and they're so no. young. There's no yeah. point in them tanking. So for them, I think it's almost better to try to make the playoffs in yeah. order to get playoff experience. Yeah. For their for them. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if they have it's a first just... round exit or something against a much better team, like against like the Nuggets or something, yeah. after winning a play in, I think that'll be really good for them. Like, yeah. There's all there's no reason for them to tank. No. no. They they have like first round picks. That they have, yeah. they have like tons of trade value with like even like their non-star players. Like they're all lottery. They're all young. They have like yeah. tons of young guys who like have potential that like teams will trade for. There's like zero reason they should tank. They're already like on the way up. Yeah, that's, I, I totally agree. I mean, but yeah. I, I'm just saying that at the beginning of the season, yeah, uh, a well, lot of yeah. people were like, you know, it's going to be another like losing season for them, yeah. and it, and you know, they probably aren't going to make even the the play in. Yeah, that's was generally the, the the consensus. And if you're in that situation toward the end of the season, well, you might as well tank get yeah. yet another pick. Right? I guess get that always makes me on. like upset with like not great teams that are consistently not good. It's like every year, oh, let's tank, but nothing seems to change. And it seems like it's a kind of a waste of talent because it's hard to develop everyone on your team at the I, same I mean, time. I don't know. I don't Like the yeah. Rockets are a good example. Um yeah. Same but with the they, magic, but like it's crazy. I, like they yeah. lost, like the Rockets were probably last good in what twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Well, that's because they had just had James Harden. Yeah, let him do whatever. Like he wanted eventually, like Rockets are going to be good eventually. Like they're on a thirteen game losing streak as of right now. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about <laughs> this year. They're going to well, suck. Everyone will be good eventually. Maybe. <laughs> no, but like there's there's well, doesn't doesn't uh, it seems like, Harden want to go back to Houston and then maybe they win the the sweepstakes. For well, it seems like in modern. And like the modern NBA teams, like teams aren't as good for as long. Like from what we've seen from the last three seasons, like teams like like look at the West. Like the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings are the are the top three teams. Yeah. Well, like that's insane. Been they've been they've been for, pretty good for a few years. For, not the the Kings. Kings were literally like not not terrible. The Kings, not the Kings. Not the Kings. They're so the exception. I don't think it's crazy to think that teams are gonna like like it looks like. Well, it's like, what the Kings prove that they're going to be yeah, can do a, I a good trade yeah. and have a dramatic turnaround. That's what they like, kind of prove, which I, I think, think is great. I think it's specifically bad for, like, the Spurs and, like, the Hornets right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably not going to be good for another, like, three years. Yeah. But, like, it, it's, it doesn't seem like teams, like, suck for that long these yeah. days. But I think it's sort of like, I mean, we the rebuild kind of thing and you get your star and you get your youth and all of that, it's that still takes a few years. Like, yeah, yeah. and we can look at an examples where it's working as opposed to where it's not working. It seems to be working in OKC. It seems to be working in Orlando. Maybe it's not going to work in Detroit because some yeah. things don't quite work out. I mean, then again, is maybe, it working in Orlando? Well, we'll see. I, I we'll guess. See. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, like, the, the greatest the, example is the Sixers. 
like they trust the process. They like they truly got lucky with that. They made two great picks, Simmons and uh, Embiid. Yeah, and then you well, have like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, like, trade. look at like the Spurs, the Spurs, and like yeah, the Hornets is not good for them because they're not they're not they haven't no. been like the worst team mm-hmm. in a while in like a bit, and that's a, it's either like. You probably have a better future if you're like the actual worst team in the league because you get yeah that's true. those well, picks. But I like even, the Spurs, like I'm yeah. actually you know I agree. I'm more I'm probably the most scared for the Spurs because they don't even have like one guy yeah. who's yeah. you you know has value. Like, well, who's their best I, yeah. player? And like, I don't know their history. Heldon Johnson maybe and, and you know? yeah and what's his name? So Hurdle and Hurdle probably maybe. Because like there's the Hornets the, have Lamelo, right? He's been injured, but at least they have like one yeah. piece that of well, value. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. All right, let's 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 find. We gotta we gotta move on into other our other, um, you know, our other um, games from last week that we predicted. So, Spencer, on uh, on Monday, uh, the Pacers were in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Um, so, what happened? Yeah, so I predicted the win from the Bucks. Um, with a definitely a larger point differential, um, but Drew was the le- leading performer, but he had an even better game than I had thought. Um, so it like even though the Bucks won with like a sizable point differential, it really did look like the Pacers like could have won that game. They were like completely leading the first uh, half. They were up seventy six uh, sixty five by the end of the half. And Turner McConnell played really well. McConnell had a career high. Um, but then the Bucks just surged in the third and brought the game back in within reach. Um, and the fourth was really intense. Like, it kept flip-flopping. There was five lead changes. And then the Bucks just ran away with it. They went on a run towards the end of the quarter and just sealed it. And did, did you mention that, yeah, Giannis... Yes, Giannis and Halliburton were both out. Yeah, so... Yeah, so yeah, that's. I mean, it seems that. I mean, I've been watching a little bit of the Bucks um, lately, and Drew's back, and he's looking really good. Yeah, um, which makes a huge difference for them. Lopez continues to be yeah. like a very dominant player, and even like you know they have all these guys that are sort of role players like that play really well for them, like, mm-hmm. like Grayson Allen and and yeah. guys like that. And um, yeah, I mean. It's great because they were kind of floundering there for a bit, but it's, and Giannis had to kind of keep them afloat. Yeah. And then now it seems like they're getting over some injuries, and then he can, you know, when he, he doesn't play and they still win, which I think is good. So uh, on, on Tuesday, Philly was in L.A. to take on the Clippers, Marky Man. And uh, so what happened? I predicted the Clippers or the Sixers to win. They did. They won 120 to 110, the Sixers. Um, and I predicted Embiid to have a huge game. He had an even bigger game than I thought. Embiid had forty-one points, nine rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Um, including I think he had twenty-five in the first half. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five in the first half. And um, what was surprising to me was Harden played thirty-one minutes. He had six points, three rebounds. He had nine assists. Right. So that was good, but six points in thirty-one minutes. If yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty low numbers for him. But Maxi, <clears throat> I think scored twenty-two. Yeah, Maxi had twenty-two. Harris to, had twenty. Yeah. you know they it was yeah. more of a balanced scoring thing. And Maxi continues to surge. It seems, um, or yeah. he 
I mean, he well, you know, he'd been injured, and then yeah, now he's back. He'll he's be an all star well. um, well, He's yeah. Uh, and they're apparently the Philly bench, I think, was key in the fourth quarter. And they have those guys. Yeah, kind like of they had like Cork Maz was like just like four four points, like one rebound with two minutes in. So he yeah. played two minutes, he got four points, which is like what teams need sometimes. Montres Harrell had like, Montres, let's see here. Hold on. Yeah, P.J. Tucker, like he didn't play amazing, but he was still effective. And that's, yeah. like, what Sixers had, like, the Sixers have is just guys who, like, you know, aren't yeah. aren't aren't a star, but they're going to help their team out in, like, crunch time. Yeah. For sure. So, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, the Clippers are going to play. Like, they're trying to win this game. This is not a night where they're yeah. going to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, both Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul George were in the game. Kawhi had 27 um, points. Yeah. Four Kawhi, rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. Yeah, he had a good game. Paul George a little quieter. Um, yeah. This is what the, but, yeah. yeah. And then see that this is the thing. And then of course, so they lose that game. And then the next night, no Kawhi, no no Paul George in Utah, and they get yeah. they get trounced by yeah. Utah. Well, look at the stat line. So it becomes like a two for like, if they lose one of these big games, when both those guys are in the game yeah. and they have a back to back the next night and they don't play. It's yeah. like you're basically can you're like now you're conceding a yeah. second loss. It's well, yeah. it's weird though because like this team is good. Like look at. Like they like it should be good. Like Zubac had twelve points, nine rebounds. Paul George didn't play very well, but he had thirteen points, eight rebounds, four assists. Terrence Mann had twelve points, four rebounds, four assists. Clint Kawhi had twenty seven. Norman Powell had sixteen. Mm-hmm. Marcus Morris had nine. Nicholas Batum had eight. Reggie Jackson had seven. Like there's like yeah. close to ten points for like a lot of players. Yeah, like, they got a lot of different. They're pretty deep. Like as Norman Powell seems yeah. to think, they're they're deeper than the the championship Raptors team from 2019. That's yeah. what he said publicly. That's up for debate. But it's not like they don't have good players. They do. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what was the stat? Yeah. We, I mean, we can't talk about Clippers endlessly, but there's that stat of like Paul George and Kawhi have only ever played like 39 games together ever. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I, it might be more now because of this week. But yeah. the point is. They don't have a regular formula, no, like established formula for what, how they play because yeah. of their whole situation. And imagine if they, I mean, if they tank, imagine or not tank, but if they miss the play in, like it's going to be that's a disaster for them. Yeah, yeah, like that is. I don't, an absolute I don't think they. Disaster. I think they deserve it. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> on uh, on Wednesday, uh, Miami was in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans, uh, Spency. So what happened? Uh, I was also correct on this one, but the Heat, I thought it was going to be reasonably close, but the Heat absolutely destroyed the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be Butler um, leading the charge, but it was actually Bam. Um, I mean, yeah, the Heat just dominated this game. The best runs the Pelicans could come up with, like, didn't even bring it within single digits. Um, like the Heat just bullied the Pelicans in the paint, um, both scoring and rebounding, and likely because Zion obviously is still injured. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing game by the Heat. I yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say. It was just yeah, it was a massacre. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Pelicans are not able to I mean they need help they need their guy they need yeah. to, to get healthy because I mean they're still in fourth so it's not time to panic yeah. just yet 
Um, but they're three and seven in their last 10. Um, yeah. And I think we all agree that everybody, everybody in the NBA and all NBA fans want Zion to be back, um, soon. Um, because you know, it's, it's just awesome when he's playing and playing well and hopefully, uh, he heals up well and, and, and gets back in shape and, you know, cause that team is, is dangerous. And I, and I, every, a lot of people think that they're also ripe for a trade to bring some in another key yeah. piece to, to make a run. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Also Lowry returned for, he for the heat that yeah. game. Yeah. He had and, a solid game. Yeah. And I saw that seven different, um, uh, heat players were in double dig- digits. Yeah. So it seems when they have, it's funny, but like the heat, honestly, watching them sometimes they look so dominant and other games they are just kind of they melt away but yeah you know they're right, finally back where i think they should be yeah they're sixth in the east they're 25 and 22 six and four in their last 10 like they're, they're you know they're 14 and nine at home like they're they're a good solid team they're i, I think they're going to make the playoffs i think they oh, for sure. um well, probably the playoffs are like what six or fifth? six i just mean like they're not like <clears throat> somebody like you know the Hawks or the Knicks, where you think? Mm, I mean, oh yeah, they, yeah. You yeah, mean yeah, you yeah, mean yeah. like playing, not playoffs. You mean playoffs, not playing. Playoffs as yeah. opposed to playing. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that they're they're good enough um, that they can. They're yeah. actually deserve. They are a top <clears throat> six team for real. It's not just like something where there's right now. Um, yeah, because they seem to just be <clears throat> just a little bit better than that next tier of teams in the East, um, like the Knicks and the Hawks and the Bulls yeah. and the Wizards and the Raptors and all that. Um, but yeah, so on Thursday, Golden State um, was in Boston uh, to take on um, the Celtics. You know, potential, you know, potential finals matchup for the for the repeat if if Golden State manages to to be the Western champs again. So what happened? So it was a super close game. Yeah, ended at OT. It was like crazy clutch shots were being made. By both teams, Curry had like a crazy stat line: twenty nine points, four rebounds, seven assists, three steals, two blocks. Yeah. So like he was all over the place. Yeah. Jason Tatum had thirty four points, nineteen rebounds, six assists, and three steals. So you know it was it like OT was like super crazy. They they put up Warriors put up twelve points, uh, Boston put up fifteen, and that was a the three point differential was what the three the differential was for like basically the entire game. It was like super close. <clears throat> and like, you know, yeah, it was super entertaining. I, my favorite player is on the on the Warriors is Dante DiVincenzo. He's super clutch. He's like doesn't do anything the entire game. Yeah. But then he just doesn't miss the three pointer. Yeah. Like he doesn't miss it. Like it was crazy. And Clay Thompson, I don't believe he was too crazy in the clutch th- this game, but he's my he's like I think he's the clutchest player in the NBA. Oh yeah. Like I've watched all of the, all those close Warriors games, he's a freak. He has, like he's shooting like fadeaway three-pointers. They're giving the ball to him and he doesn't miss them and it's like crazy. Well, it's pretty crazy that I mean, speaking of Golden State and like you know, as we as we know, they're sitting in 6, they're at 500. They kind of, you know, they're such an enigmatic team, but they go into Boston, it, they they push it to overtime, only lose by three. The next night on a back-to-back, 
Um, they go into Cleveland. Um, they go into Cleveland and 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 win. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was without Steph, Clay, um, Draymond Green, and Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah. And they win against Cleveland. Yeah. And you're like, well, what does that even mean? Like Looney yeah. gets 17 rebounds. Yeah. Pool has 22, like like 32 well, or 22 points. I can't like, remember, but still, the on the second of a back to back, and they, like, it's just so bizarre. Yeah, this game was super well rounded for the Warriors, even though they lost against the Celtics. Like Draymond Green had 11 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. It was one assist away from a triple double. Wiggins had 24 and three. Pool had 24, six and four. Clay yeah. Thompson had 24. Curry had like yeah twenty nine and Looney had twelve rebounds three assists two points yeah and Dante Divincenzo uh, let's see here yeah in the he didn't miss a three pointer in the fourth quarter yeah so it's like, well and it's obviously they're up for that game like Boston both of those teams are like we're win like yeah. they're they're you know Golden State has a lot to prove because they're sitting at five hundred Boston are like we're not going to let them come into our building and win. Yeah, like we, yeah. you know, they really don't want to lose that game, as well. Um, all right, on Friday, uh, the Knicks were in Atlanta to take on the Hawks, Spencey, and I know these aren't uh, exactly um, big, strong teams that are threatening to to to, to make a, a run at number one in the East or anything like that. But they're they're have very similar records. Yeah. Um, so what happened? Um, so. It, it looked like for almost the entire game, it was going to be one of those um, really fun Knicks-Atlanta games with their whole rivalry because um, they both played really well the first three. Um, but then, of course, the Knicks decide to lose all momentum in the fourth. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they were outscored 37-23. to 23, And, yeah, it was just it was so disappointing. Um to see them just fall apart like that because you know normally it, they're pretty close and I was hoping for one of those Trey Young finishes where he like makes some stupid shot and barely beats the Knicks because um, that's what I had predicted but instead they won uh, by the Knicks won by uh, or sorry the Atlanta won by a lot um, and it was also Murray who played who was the top performer yeah. um, Trey still played really well but yeah well Trey had 35 points um, and eight assists. Yeah. So, didn't Trey have... Oh, no, no that's what that was predicted. Oh, sorry. So he had 27 yeah. points and, and six yeah, he, assists. Yeah. So he still played really well. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, DeJounte Murray. You know, suddenly they're, you know, they're seven and three in their last ten. Uh, I think there mm-hmm. was a point not long ago where people thought, oh, you know, the Hawks are in big trouble. They But they have put together a few yeah. pretty pretty good wins lately. They absolutely... You know, again, they put up these crazy numbers. Like they scored 139 points that game on Wednesday in Dallas. They beat the Mavericks 130 to 122, and Jason Kidd was really angry after that game and called yeah. out um, the Mavs for their lack of defense. Yeah, because um, if they, it seems <clears throat> like Atlanta, like if they can lure a team into like into a shootout, they'll often come yeah. out on top of that. Um, because you know. Defense isn't exactly their strong suit either. It would seem, um, but yeah, the, like these these point totals that they put up sometimes are just incredible. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But what to think about the Hawks? I, I mean, are they gonna? 
you know, there's there's trade talk with them. Are they going to trade away some of these guys? Yeah. Or? I don't know. I With their current squad, they're never going to make a huge impact. Um, yeah. I, I, I just think, I still do think it's a little weird that they have DeJounte and Trey. I feel like maybe they could find a really good value trade for either Trey or DeJounte because they're both point guards um, who are amazing. Yeah. I feel like yeah. they they could definitely use one of them to to bring a more well-rounded team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what they're hoping for is there is them just to go on like a a playoff run this year and yeah. like make it to the Western Conference Finals, like what they did in what was it twenty twenty when they did that. Yeah. So that, I, yeah, like they, I think they knew like they weren't going to be amazing when they picked up Murray. Yeah, but I think. I, they probably thought they were going to be better than the eight seed, but yeah, I don't know. I I think that's what they're hoping for is just like Trey Young to go berserk in the playoffs and like yeah, but they can't. I mean, but like sure, yeah. he they could get yeah, hot and yeah. make a thing, but it's like no one wants to see. I mean, if you're the fan base, it's like you got to see that. Every, yeah. Like that has to happen every year. Every now. every year, it's because if it's, it's if yeah, it's yeah. if you do it one year and then the next year you stink. And then yeah. the next year you stink, and then the next year you like maybe you you get hot at the right time. Mm. Like that's not really a plan for no for yeah. Winning. Well, no, I'm saying that's what I think that's what we're hoping for. This oh yeah, season. yeah. But at the like, same time, I do think that Spencer. Like, I mean, there's been rumors about trading. Yeah, one of those two guys. Well, there's rumors about trading John Collins. Yeah, and I could see that happening. Yeah, a Raptors trade for John Collins. Yeah, which would be, I think, would yeah. be a good good trade. All right. Well. um, I think that covers all of your guys' predictions for last week. So, oh my goodness, I forgot to write the totals on the board. But I think both of you guys are over 500 so far. You were, Spencer, you were three for three this week in terms of predicting wins. Um, and Marky Manny, you were two for three. You're both still over 500. So uh, that's great. Uh, I think it's time to hear a message from one of our weird sponsors. Both. Meet the challenge of Super Kids Karate. Condition your body, your spirit, and your mind to become the best person you can be. At Super Kids Karate, you'll discover the character, confidence, and discipline required to succeed in your goals, achieve the respect of others, and most of all, for yourself. Everyone has the courage to change. Super Kids Karate, supporting higher education through personal discipline and respect. Meet the challenge as a member of Super Kids Karate, one of North America's largest and most successful schools. Wow, Super Kids Karate sounds pretty good. You can like you learn self respect and to respect others and um, all sorts of things. Um, although, you know, you guys, I yeah. signed you guys up for karate. No, I don't think we it was did Super not Kids like that. You got you didn't like maybe it. maybe it's because it wasn't Super Kids. Yeah, but. maybe. Yeah. I remember because it was like a it was in that basement of that weird building and it was like a free trial or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Six week, like yeah, thing. six lessons for free. And then you got to sign up. Yeah. So I remember mm-hmm. bringing you guys down there. And, uh, did you, what did, did you learn anything good? I, mm, I think I can remember maybe one thing, which is like how to stand without and like not be, get, get pushed over. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I retained. I don't yeah. think I remembered anything. No. Yeah, I remember. I remember thinking like, "Yeah, this is okay," but yeah. I don't think I want to pay well, for it. I never got no. past 
white belt, so. <laughs> yeah, well, it was only six weeks, and you were what, like yeah. eight, yeah, maybe? Like it's time to bust out the b-ball barometer, make some predictions about wins, losses, floaters, jumpers, dimes, boards, and slams, because it is time for... Buckets forecast. It's raining buckets out there. All right, so... Um, who am I going to ask first? I guess Spency. On Tuesday, we got the Clippers versus the Lakers. So two teams that I think are have kind of, we've already identified their problems. Like we know the Clippers have their whole thing. They're at, sitting at 500. The Lakers, you know, LeBron seems to be putting the team on his back. Looks, like, I don't, I think AD might even be back for this game. I don't know, but, mm. uh, What's the forecast? Yeah, um, I maybe he'll be back, but I, I have the Lakers winning it um, oh, wow. with LeBron as the top performer. Yeah, that's, I just, yeah. So that's yeah. it's a home game for the for the Lakers. It is. Right? Yeah, so okay. that's that's one of the factors. Um, I just think the Lakers are going to outpace the Clippers, mm-hmm. um, and I think the Lakers are going to want revenge for that last game because they they got beaten decently bad um, by the Clippers. By the Clippers, right? And the Clips have been playing really bad recently, so right. I think they're both going to be up for that game, and maybe I think they will be. Maybe Shannon Sharp's going to show up and like threaten (laughs) to beat up like Norman Powell or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that I don't know if that'll be a factor. Hopefully not. Hopefully he just stays at home for a while. Yeah. Um, And I, you know what, I like Shannon Sharp a lot. I think he was a great football player, and uh, you know I I actually like him as a broadcaster too. But anyway, Um, so. Yeah, what do you think is the... I mean, the Lakers desperately want to win, for yeah. sure. Every win matters for them now if they're going to make it into the play-in. You know, they're sitting at 21 and 25. You know, they got they got to get past the Trailblazers, the Thunder, um, you yeah. know, the, the Suns, the Jazz. All these teams are ahead of them. And I think this is a big game for the Clippers. It's also... I'm sure it's going to be a nationally broadcast game. I don't, I don't know that probably. for sure, but probably will be. I'm sure Charles Barkley will complain about that. The fact that it's nationally televised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does hate talking about the Lakers so much, for sure, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah. Um, it's on a, it's all, although it's on a, like a, it's on a Tuesday, which isn't like a big basketball night. Um, at this time of year, it's generally like, there's a lot of games on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And then now that the NFL season's winding yeah. up and there's no more Thursday night football game, the Thursday night TNT is a big night too. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, so so you're calling the you're calling the Lakers. What do you think? It's just LeBron. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't say the score. Sorry, I have them one twenty six to one eighteen. So, so you think they're going to win by? by yes, eight. I, okay. I do. All right. One twenty six to one eighteen. You say, and you think it's going to be LeBron as the top yeah. performer? Yeah. All right. So, all right, Marky Man, another huge game. I think this week, um, which is on Wednesday is uh, Brooklyn is going to be in Philly to take on the Sixers. So what's the forecast? Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say the Sixers taking it. I'll give them the win by like a win by around nine points or something like that. Okay. Um, I'd say the top performer is going to be like probably Joel Embiid. He'll, give, like, he'll probably have around... You know, he's probably he should be having a good game, like a like a 
like if you, if you're playing the Nets, like a team that's like you know fourth, so you want Joel Embiid to be able to show up in that game and like prove himself, considering oh, he's been oh, out yeah. and stuff, and like yeah, but he's he's, he's been back. Oh for yeah, a while oh, yeah, and playing really, yeah, really oh, well. Yeah. yeah, so I'm 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 hoping that he has like a crazy game. I'm also hoping that James Harden doesn't well, isn't trash again. <laughs> so yeah. I have a feeling he's not going to be trash. I mean, it's tough. I don't think, um, I mean, as far as I know, KD will not be back still. I mean, he was, not enough time has gone by. They yeah. said a month, I think four weeks. And yeah, it's only been like, you know, 10 days or yeah. maybe since, or, or maybe a bit longer. No, he's definitely not going to be back. He won't game. be back. It would be a different story if he was. Kyrie, definitely. I mean, if if that game against Utah was any indication, has decided to, you know, raise his game and be the team leader. You yeah. know, Claxton's playing well. They ha- they can score that team. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they beat Ut- yeah. Utah at home, which I think was a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyrie, 48 points, 11 rebounds in that game. 21 fourth quarter points to secure the victory. Um, yeah. But that was their first win without Kitty. It is hard for them. I would agree that Philly's probably going to win the game. They're at home, you yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So going back to Tuesday, another game. I, I generally I used to spread the games out a bit, but I think I'm, I'm just trying to, especially as we get further along in the season. I just want to focus on what I think are important games um, and, and the most interesting matchups of the week. So uh, also on Tuesday, Spencey, uh Boston's mm-hmm. going to be in Miami to take on the Heat. So what's the forecast? Yeah, I got Boston um, winning 110-102, and it's going to be Jalen Brown as the top performer. Um, I think the key is that Jalen Brown plays well because I think Tatum's going to Tatum's going to have to deal with Jimmy Butler guarding him. Uh, he'll still likely have a good game, but I think it it'll probably be expected that Jalen Brown plays better, and if he does, they sh- they should definitely win um yeah yeah i don't know it's just it's a tough game because the heat have been playing well and larry's back um i think smart might be injured still i'm not sure what his deal is um but i think both teams should be reasonably healthy yeah well what's i i think we're in that that point of the season now too where every team is going all out against the Celtics because they're the team you have to beat. You have to, if if you have playoff aspirations, you know, and you're a, you're a competitive team like Miami, you are thinking like, we have to figure out how to beat these guys, you know? Um, And so I think everybody brings their, their a game um, to these Boston, um, you know, they're trying to, at this point in the season, teams have to win. They have to solidify their playoff chances and their playoff spots. So I think, and Miami's really, really, uh, Pretty intense team at home. Um, they have a pretty good record at home. I, I expect. I, I would probably agree with you that Boston will probably still come out on top because they've really been running away with it lately. Like mm-hmm. they're thirty-five and twelve. They've won nine straight. They they seem to be able to find a way to win. So, um, all right. Also on. Um, so on a, back to Wednesday, Marky Man. Another big matchup I think this week is the Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are going to be in Milwaukee to take on uh, the Bucks. So, what's the forecast? Um, this is like super difficult. Like, there's really no way to know who's going to win this game. <laughs> well, like, truth be told, there's no way to yeah, know who's going like, to win any game. 
Yeah, and that's the it's at home. The main thing is like it's at home for the Bucks. Yeah, and it's like I don't know they they have really good home record. What is it like 15, 18 and five or something? Eighteen and five. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna give it to the Bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bucks are gonna win. Key players definitely gonna be like Drew Holiday, but I uh, say Giannis is the top performer. And I'll give, like, I'll say the Bucks take the win by about 10 points. All right. Uh, wait, hold on. Not 10 points. That's, that doesn't make sense. Like, five points. Five, it, it, it should be close. I don't know why I said 10. Let's see. Yeah, well, one thing, I mean, when it comes to the Nuggets, I mean, they are now really starting to become scary. Um, yeah. They, they're... Like what's I, what's yeah. kind of cool? I mean, as far as like you know, there, there's a lot of talk about par- parity in the NBA, but the other aspect this season is that the best teams, the teams that everybody thinks are going to be the best, are kind of the best. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, the Celtics and the uh, in these definitely are are the best team. They're living up to expectations, and certainly so are the Nuggets. And the knock on the Nuggets was before is like it all sort of. It's all got to go through Jokic, and if you know they yeah. go as he goes, and that's all well and good. Except that, like for instance, you know on on Friday, Denver wins at home without Jokic. Murray has his first career uh, triple double and two steals. Like he was seventeen points, ten rebounds, fourteen assists, and two steals. You know, yeah. Well, Jok- Jokic at- wasn't playing that game. That's against Indy, a good team, but they, you know, they they crushed them. They beat them well, by twenty three well, points. Yeah, you know, look, look at these stat lines beside Jokic. Murray's averaging 19, Aaron Gordon's averaging 17, Porter's averaging 16, Highland's averaging 13, Caldwell Pope is averaging is averaging 12, uh, Bruce Brown, I think that's his name, is averaging 11, like, and then they've got, like, fives, eight, and, like, just, like, the rest of the team's averaging yeah. five points. And there's that whole like, thing what people used to point out, that's, like, everybody's, everybody's stats are, like, way up when Jokic is on the floor. Like, sure, of course, yeah. of course they are, but... The point that I was making with with Murray, it's like now you've got Murray seems to be fully back, you know, yeah. fully yeah. healthy, and suddenly he can fully run the offense if need be in Jokic's yeah. absence. And there's not going to be a Jokic absence probably yeah. for yeah. most of the time anyway. Yeah. So it's like look out, you know. Yeah. I just want to mention this: Jokic is point one assists away from averaging a triple double. No, I, I know. He's averaging like 25, 9.9, and 11. Exactly. If he keeps things up the way he's playing now for the rest of the season, and I don't really care what else anybody else does, I do think he's going to get the 3 P yeah. for MVP. I don't yeah. think any of those other factors are going to come into it about like, oh, they don't want to give it to somebody three years in a row because... I think they do want to do that. Some, like, like, yeah, there's another part of it where they, I think, exactly. It's also just like there is a point at which the numbers are just like, okay, we can't... Yeah deny yeah. these numbers like the numbers yeah. are what they are and the guys like yeah incredible um so oh where are we at here so that's the that's the denver game all right so um what, what did i give on also on wednesday yeah. uh oh yeah it's um atlanta is in uh oklahoma city to take on uh the, uh, the thunder so I thought this was a kind of an interesting game because I think they're they're both teams that are in a situation where like they want to absolutely make the playoffs. I think 
Um, yeah. They're both like Hawks are an eighth in the East and the Thunder are an 11th uh, in the West. Uh, the Thunder are definitely on a bit of a tear. They're seven and three in their last 10. The Hawks are also seven and three in their last 10 as of right now um, by this, you know, they, there's a couple of games in between. So what's your forecast? Yeah, I think, I think OKC is going to win. Um, very high scoring. Um, I'm, I have, I still think it's going to be close, like a, maybe a six point uh, point differential. And it's going to be Shea um, as a leading performer. Um, I just think the Thunder are going to outshoot the Hawks. Uh, like, they're both, they've been playing both, like, all high scoring games for both teams recently. Um, and the, yeah, the Thunder are really good at home. They've been playing well recently. And I, I just think they should be able to beat the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 I would agree. I think like this is definitely the kind of game though that the Hawks probably like to get in these like yeah. let's just all offense. I, I suppose, but also like Trey Young cannot guard Shea. Yeah, that's true. Trey Young, garbage defender. Shea is one of like the most explosive yeah. players in the league. I, I just yeah. Shea should have full range to just be, 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 yeah, yeah I, I would like to watch that game. I hope, hopefully, we get it. Okay, and so another, um, another big uh, matchup also on Wednesday, Marky Man is Memphis is in Golden State to take on the Warriors. So um, the, the number two team in the West taking on the number six team in the West, but Golden State's at home where they're pretty tough. Um, I expect them to be at full capacity for that game. So what's the forecast? Um. I'll give it to Memphis. Yeah. I can see this going either way. I know the Warriors don't really like the Grizzlies. So the top performer is... How do you think... How much is Memphis going to win by? Oh, like five. It's going to be close, I feel like. Um, Yeah, but I'll have the leading performer as Morant. Because, like, you know... Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies, Morant's their best player, so he should be able to. He he most likely would step up in this game. So I I think both teams don't like each other. It's it's gonna be a really entertaining game. Yeah, but you know nobody, I, I nobody think likes because nobody likes yeah. the Grizzlies. No, and That's the fact sure. that the Grizzlies lost to the Warriors in like what the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, they're they're trying to prove something. Yeah, I think the Warriors are one of those teams like that everybody wants to beat like all the time and so everybody brings out their and and certainly yeah the grizzlies want to show that it's not a mirage they deserve to be you know a a top team in the west and everybody's wants to be like finally eclipse the warriors like the dynasty's over we're the we're we're the future who knows (laughs) yeah well yeah they could easily win i I mean i think we all agree the warriors could win the championship this year they're not um there by no means and i think I, I wouldn't even be sad if they did i think that'll be yeah i wouldn't be sad i wouldn't be i wouldn't be sad i would be like you know it's kind of like all dynasties you're like on the one hand you appreciate dynasties because they're kind of rare and they don't happen very often yeah, yeah. but on the other hand you get sick of them and you want your own team and what, what i what is great is as a raptors fan the fact that we beat the warriors yes yeah, yeah you know with durant and like all that well, it kind of with their end. sort of, kind of, yeah. but we feel, yeah, it makes you feel good that you yeah. know you beat yeah. you know, this team that was so great, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
I think that's, I mean, if I had to pick a game this week to watch, it's probably going to be it. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, I think it's, could be the, the best game that, yeah. that's on the schedule for next week. All right. Well, now it's for, oh boy, it's time to see what Chef Pasquale's got cooking in the kitchen. Ciao, I'm Pasquale. Welcome to my kitchen. In this house, our nickname for Pascal Siakam is Chef Pasquale because spicy pea is what happens when you use the toilet after chopping jalapenos. So, how did Chef Pasquale and his fellow Raptors do in week 14, Spencer? Disgusting. Once again, so the, the, the meals they served up were pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Undercooked, overpriced. Yeah, yeah, I would just say completely raw at this point. Like it's just—it's <laughs> raw. They're putting, <sighs> yeah, and it's and it's not a steak. It's it's chicken. Yeah. So <laughs> on, yeah, on Monday they they had their overtime win uh, against the Knicks, and they lost every game since. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. that was that was a Knicks nice game. win. What's um, that? They're playing the Knicks today. They're playing the Knicks yeah. today as well. Yeah. They seem to have the Knicks number for some reason. Yeah, like, they do. It's just one of those weird things where, just like Detroit used to have Toronto's number, like I think the Knicks are overall a better team, but for whatever reason the Raptors just managed to beat them. But who cares because they're, yeah. you know. Yeah, they, I think they'll beat them again today. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I but think. the Raptors just sitting in 12th at 20 and 27. The trade rumors are, like, deafening at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's something's going to happen, and if something doesn't happen, I think I'm going to be upset. Because yeah. yeah, well, and it's well, yeah. There's been, it's been known that Masai Ujiri, like he's since he's such a he's really good GM. Yeah, like he when when he was making this team that we have right now, he thought it would be something special. Yeah, I feel like, and he doesn't want to get rid of that. Yeah, I feel, and yeah, I agree. like that's what's been the case with him. Like we like we've had trades, but like our team has been very similar. For a long time. Yeah, yes. I think he does treat his teams, like, very preciously. Like, I think yeah. he he finds guys that fit into his, like, vision that yeah. maybe aren't the best. But most of the time, to be honest, it feels like we're just cycling through the exact same player, just with a different name. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, with our well, center that, situation. Everybody sort of kind of, yeah, says that about the Raptors. They just bring in all these guys that are, like, 6'9", and they're, like, interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. And they or, can like, our any- center situation, we brought in, like, the most just garbage. Like, Aaron Baines, Kem Birch, yeah. that guy who looked like Valanchunas, I can't even remember his name, Alex Len, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, Otto Porter, only, Thaddeus Young. Yeah. I, I I like that pickup. Um, yeah. uh, Hernan Gomez not impressing me. Okay, I agree that they the team obviously needs to be changed. But what I think is interesting about the Raptors is that again you're looking at a team that yes they're below 500. Yes, they mm-hmm. have all these problems, but they're losing games I just know, barely so against good teams. Yeah. So. From the point of view of the manager, are you like you're tempted to think, well, maybe if I just tweak it or I make one big move, maybe that's yeah. going to make all the difference and just like unlock yeah. a winning t- team. I, I mean, it's not like they're like, oh, oh no, they've just lost by twenty. Yeah, no, that's well, true. The, We're the, probably but again and again. The thing know. is, though, watching those games, even though they were close, I had zero hope. I was like. We're not winning these games, even though they're like super close. I was like, 
There's just something yeah. we can't win those games. It, it's I, I think I agree. The, like, and I think the other teams can sense it too. They're like they, you could see it with 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 you know in the even in the Minnesota game, they just figure out a way to exploit the holes when it matters, uh-huh. like toward in the down the stretch yeah. of the yeah. game, and it totally works. Yeah, it's just I I we don't know how to shoot. Yeah. And, but that's a fixable problem. But, but yeah. like, I guess. But, but also, there's, there's also there is also the thing of like, you know, blow it up is like a weird. I don't. I don't want scenario. to do that. Yeah. What I just want, I think we do have like a decent amount of picks still. Like we we don't usually trade first mm-hmm. rounders. Um, I think, you know, who I want, who I, you know, discovered by watching the Celtics game is uh, Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, he doesn't have many minutes on the Celtics, but he is actually really good. He's an amazing shooter. Um, the Celtics, like, they just have so many amazing players that a guy like him, he could be, honestly, I think a, he could be a six man. I don't know about the starting, mm-hmm. but he's just like that guy we need. He can come out and shoot a bunch of threes and hit shots. If he's open in the corner, he's not going to miss. And I think the Celtics could m- look to trade him because yeah. he's definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, I agree. Yeah, like, because in that <clears throat> yeah. game, um, the Celtics bench scored, like, a, n- near 60, and the Raptors bench, like, had, like, 10 total in the game. Yeah. Like, how, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, we did have pieces out, but we just lost three games in a row yeah. with good teams who were missing, like, their best players. And we got so lucky that okay, we so, could have won these games. And this isn't necessarily a realistic possibility but like let's say they just kept their more or less kept who they have as their as their starters yeah and just added like a better bench do you think that i 100 percent think that will work how would we do that though well exactly i know that that's not realistic the only way to make your bench deeper is by trading away a star and getting guys back but i think we could afford to trade i think if we traded one of our starters okay for and the, now that Precious is back, he's back and he's doing exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. He's getting 10 points, 10 rebounds mm-hmm. off the bench. He's a quality player. I think we keep him. But I think we can move someone like Chris Boucher. Yeah. Um, but moving someone like Chris Boucher, is, you're not getting a lot in return. I, I think, yeah, that's true. I think to me, like, it's like you got to move a big It's going to be an OG, it's gonna be OG or, or it's going to be – but everybody's on the table, including Siakam, including Freddie. Yeah. We know this. I, I, yeah. So Scotty's the only one off the table, yeah. supposedly. Yeah, Scotty is yeah. not off the table. I, no, According to Masai, he's one hundred percent off yeah, the table. Yeah, but maybe he's okay. lying. But I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I mean, whatever. I think none it's of that, yeah. None of that that matters. It's also just about yeah. timelines. Supposedly, that. the asking price for OG is two promising players and a pick. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. promising. I don't know if that means like young. Probably. I think that's likely. definitely... Well, that's the thing. There's no point. Like, there's even talk, I think, over the offseason or something of, like, trading, like, packaging Scotty with somebody else to get KD on the Raptors. There was some rumor about that. Yeah. But I think besides, like, that's, no. like, all, we're all in now. That's all in. Like, and we're all in KD, and we're going to try to win this year, right? And I don't trust that KD wouldn't leave immediately. Well, exactly. Or, would, be another, or would get injured. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's another scenario that, like that. It's, it's like a no, I, yeah. roll the dice for this year and try to win it all. I don't, I don't which know. Which I don't if, think they're when you ha- when you've built around youth, you're like, well, why don't we just try to like develop all these guys yeah, and be good? Yeah. But they're not deep enough. But anyway, this week, um, 
they're playing, like as you said, Marcus, uh, today they're playing, uh, they're at home against the Knicks. Then Wednesday they're in Sacramento. Friday they're in, they're in, uh, they're, they're, they take on the Warriors. And then back-to-back they, they, on Saturday or the, the following day they play Portland. So what do you think their record's going to be of these next four games? Uh, Knicks, Kings, Warriors, uh, Trailblazers. Um, probably like two and two. I'm guessing you think they're going to beat Portland in the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I think something is going to happen. Um, yeah. And as I've said before, maybe the segment won't be called Pasquale, Chef Pasquale's <laughs> Kitchen much yeah. longer. Um, uh, we're, that'll be another special episode where we go around the NBA and uh, and round up the different nicknames of players and come up with better ones. Like, too many of, numbers and letters. Yeah. I also, yeah. Like some of them are just dumb. Like like Paul George. I've heard he called being called PG thirteen. Yeah. It's like uh, doesn't mean anything. Well, that's so literally his initials and his number. Well, I know exactly. But what's funny is that it's just a rating for movies, so it doesn't actually yeah. have anything to do with anything. Yeah. And uh, same. Yeah. With, I wish uh, CP three. I wish it was three C three yo or something. Yeah, maybe that'd be more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also like, what do they call? Is it Stephen Adams? They call Aquaman. It's yeah. just because he, he looks, looks like that. Yeah. Was funny. Yeah, it's like, well, again, but yeah. Well, he's it's, strong. It's not a real. That's not a no. real nickname, but it is funny when it's just like something dumb like that. Um, yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll do that yeah. as a special. I don't like sometime. Katie's either. Also, because he gave himself that nickname, I think. Yeah, I don't. Pretty, pretty well, lame. KD, but like that's his initials. <laughs> that's his initials. He's like, that's no, you can no, call I mean me KD Reaper. if you want. Slim, yeah. I meant Slim Reaper. Oh, Slim Reaper. Funny. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Should we call it Slim Reaper? That's actually a good nickname. Yeah, called, but it is yeah. a good nickname. Though. It is. Yeah, but he, yeah. It's cool sounding. It's funny. It's probably like, I thought of this and no one else I've has never, thought of this. Yeah, so I've never even heard of that um, before, heard, yeah. before right now. Okay, well, um, uh, where are we here? Um, it is time to turn back the shot clock and Euro step our way into the past for Time Travel Trivia. All right, fellas. So as you may or may not know, uh, this week LeBron passed the 38,000 point mark. Um, So there's only two members of the 38,000 point club. uh, And that was on, uh, that was on, actually that was last Sunday he did that. So, LeBron is well on his way um, to to be, be becoming the all-time scoring leader in the NBA. So it's going to happen soon. So this is all about scoring and scoring titles. This this is the theme of, of this week's um, time travel tri- trivia. So um, the first question I have for you is an easy one. Okay, so I'll give this one. So um, it's probably going to happen this season. In fact, it's probably going to happen in a few games. So... Uh, whose scoring title is uh, LeBron going to, to win? Or is, like, who, who's gonna, gonna, who is he going to take over for? From Kareem. Okay, so that was obviously yeah. a very easy one. Okay, so but it's about it's about to get progressively harder. Okay, yeah. so yes, he's going to he's going to pass uh, Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar. So. Kareem has 38,387 points. So LeBron, at the pace he's on, you know, he's basically scoring like 30 points a game lately. He's going to pass him soon. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, on April 5th, 1984, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored his 
1,420th point of his career, uh, breaking the all-time scoring record. So who was that held by at the time? Marky Man. Well. <laughs> Correct. It was Wilt Chamberlain who, uh, his the scoring record at that time in 1984 before Kareem broke it was 31,419. So, Spencer, on February 14th, 1966, Will Chamberlain scored 41 points in a game to take over the NBA's all-time scoring record. So, whose record did he break? Um, man. Uh, I'm going to say Bill Russell. That's probably wrong. All right, Marky Man, do you have a guess on this one? Uh, Jerry West? <laughs> I'd be impressed if you get this one, guys, but let's see. It's, I, another it's one of those I know you play, I know you play 2K, or you play 2K with these all-time teams, so you end up right. seeing all these little guys, and I know you follow, you have enough basketball history in there that you can come up with names. Uh, it's, it's some... I think um, it's it's going to be a guard, and I uh, with well, some weird name. Is that guy? Here's I, a hint: it's not a guard. Oh, oh, like there's this one guy that I can't remember his name. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> in <trivia>. So, okay. <laughs> I was going to say what's his face, just because that's a name I know, and he what's plays. His face? What's his well, face? Well, no, I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say Rick Barry, but that's just because I know his name. I. Uh, I don't know. All right, want me to tell you guys? Yeah. So, on February 14, 1966, uh, Wilt scored 41 points to break Bob Pettit's record. Yeah, that was which, one of the names. Which at the time was 20,880. So Bob Pettit was the, was the first player to break yeah. the 20,000-point mark. Mm. He played 11 seasons with the Milwaukee-slash-St. Louis Hawks. He won the very first uh, NBA MVP award in 1956 and again in 1959. So, you know, pretty – he's got some crazy numbers, Bill, uh, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you look him up. Um, um, Bob Pettit, um, he's yeah. got he – was, he was a power forward. Um, so his career total was 20,880 points. So where – what point in the top 50? He's still in the top 50 all time. Mm-hmm. So what place is he in in the top 50, Spencey? Um, I'm going to say 37. Marky Band? 50. <laughs> Are we just going to go until we get <laughs> yeah. uh, 39. Four. Higher, higher number. 30. No, no. Oh, not okay. higher ranking, higher oh. number. So he's lower on the on the total on the board. 40. 40. 40. 49. <laughs> 42. Ooh, get the number. 44. 41. <laughs> 43. So Bob Pettit is currently at um, number 43 and the all-time oh. list. 42, Pal Gasol. Mm. 
And 44, David Robinson. Hmm. So now I'll be impressed if you can get all 10 of these. We're going to do we're going to do it real quick. Top 10 all time. You start, Marky Man. And just points? You, yeah. You just, yeah. We're just trying to name all of the top 10 guys. Okay. Okay. So you can start with the easy ones or whatever. It does not does that have to be an exact order? No, it doesn't have to be an okay. order. Okay. Oh, we can do this. Okay. Uh, just do one, and then he's okay. going to do one. You go back and forth. Carmelo Anthony. Ooh, that's the one I thought you wouldn't get. He's ninth. Yep. Okay. Carmelo. Carmelo is number three. Russell Westbrook. What? I thought no. I saw him somewhere. Oh, wait, no. He's up there. I, I, I think he's in the 20s, maybe. I, I got mixed up between Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Was it James Harden? No. 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 Oh, not in the top no. 10. It's, oh, my so, God. I swear. So just, oh, I, just no. for that. Yeah. Um, double. Oh. Two wrong ones. Moses Malone. Very good. 10th. Kevin Durant. People say he's literally the best scorer of all time. <laughs> you're wasting our... <laughs> Dude, you're, okay, Kareem. Just there's easier ones, like, exactly. Yeah, Why aren't you just doing ones like, that you well, know are Because true. people say Kevin Durant was the best scorer of all time. But that's not so top like, point that total. That's yeah. what we're talking about. I know, Who's but I just assume points? that he would be top 10 if, he, well, if he's... Okay. Okay, so you said Kareem. Who else we got? Did we, Mark, have we said LeBron? No, we haven't said LeBron. So he's two right now. I Vince Carter. What? He's like top fifty. He's about 20. I think he's in twentieth or something really? like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Carmelo. I already that said. said that. Oh, I said. You, you said Moses Malone. He said both of those. Ah, uh, Kobe. Yep. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yep. Always. Who? Who? How many do we have? You've got seven. There's only three left. Um, you, admit you don't have six through eight. Okay. You said you. We have Kareem, LeBron. Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and then six or eight, and then you said nine, Carmelo mm-hmm. Anthony, and ten, Moses Malone. So, uh, Larry Bird, Steph Curry, no, come on, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, you're missing like Shaq, one of the most. <laughs> All right, so Shaq, you're missing still two. One of them's super obvious. Um, oh. Magic Johnson. Will Chamberlain. Oh. You got one left. Oh, Bill Russell. Tim Duncan. That was Um, he's yeah. Tim Duncan's on the top fifty, but he's more like around thirty or something. Or no, actually, he's probably in the. He could be in the teens. Um. Oh, it's got to be someone someone recently, like more recent. It is someone more recent. Um, I got a couple. Like, I feel like... People okay, didn't say them. Well, maybe... No, it's not Dirk. I'll, I'll just guess that. What are you guessing? Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki is the sixth highest scorer of all time. What? Wow, that's... Yeah. yeah, well, you played for a long time. There's yeah, certain guys did. that you, you're tempted to guess but just aren't right because you realize, yeah. like, yeah, they scored a lot, but their careers weren't that long. Yeah. Or there's other guys, you know. I, I was shocked oh. when I looked at this list and I saw Carmelo Anthony. Like, I realized, you yeah. know, you know yeah, I mean, played for a long time. Forever. And I'm like, wow, like ninth all time. That's 
I'm pretty wild. sure Kevin Durant just passed someone for like 15. They say that Durant yeah. is a potential for ultimately even breaking LeBron's upcoming he, record someone, because of his age. Like if he stays healthy and just keeps playing at a pretty high level and just continues to play because he's only what 34. Yeah, but he says he said in a press conference he's retiring at 35. Yeah, we'll That's see about so that. Ridiculous. That's so weird. But Not, he said but that. But he might. But the point is, That's he's still number. playing. At, he's still good. He, yeah, he's just playing at a really high level. Yeah, and if he if he keeps wanting to chase a championship, like, and he's still playing well, so. Um, all right, listeners. Well, uh, that's about all for this week. These guys have homework and chores to do. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. You gonna take out the dog for a walk? Yeah. Okay. Good. And you, I'm sure, have homework. So, <clears throat> give us a five star rating or write us a review to help other basketball fans find Orange Ball Juice. Please, listeners, we beg you. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Orange Ball Juice, uh, which is mostly just pictures of Merlin, our family dog. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for what we should talk about, send us an email at orangeballjuice, all one word, at gmail.com. That's orangeballjuice at gmail.com. Until next time, listeners, we'll see you later. Uh, see ya. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>